Uh, before we get into the homily, just a quick question. Are you praying? Uh, are you praying? Yes. Okay, I was just checking, because I don't know if you saw the tigers lately. Uh, <laughs> I need you praying more. Uh, someone asked me uh, just before Mass yesterday, they're like, Father, are you praying for the tigers? I'm like, apparently not right, but I am and try it. All right, for this gospel to make a little more sense, I would love for us to rewind uh, three years, right? A little more than three years before this gospel. Uh, Jesus hasn't met most of the guys in today's gospel yet. They were professional fishermen. Um, and uh, to that end, it says that they were all out fishing one day when Jesus, who always brought a huge crowd with him, uh, was on the shore teaching, and they were cleaning their nets. Uh, you basically fished it, it, two ways uh, back then. One t is at night, uh, and you threw these huge, heavy nets into the water. It was a real process, and you just kept throwing them in the water, bringing them up, pulling out the fish, wash, rinse, repeat. Another way you did it, if it was during the day, and I actually saw this when I was over there, uh, you had usually kids on the hills that surrounded the Sea of Tiberias or Galilee, whatever you want to call it, and the kids could see the schools of fish, and they would use little flags and point, right, over there, right, and you row over there and throw your nets, and I have no idea why I just told you that. That wasn't in the homily plan at all. Isn't that weird? Uh, but really, no idea, and I didn't do it yesterday. I guess you guys should prepare for a long one. So they're out fishing and this guy is teaching and there's so many people that they're pressing Jesus back into the water. And so he did something public speakers would sometimes do. He said to the guys with the boat, can I teach from your boat? So you stand in the end of the boat while they're doing the nets behind you and your, your voice bounces off the water, right? It, it adds a whole um, audible element to the talk and Jesus got after it and all we know we don't know exactly what he said in this one but we know they heard it behind him because Jesus after he was done teaching it says turn to Peter James John and Andrew and said do you have any fish and Peter said we've been at it all night and we haven't caught a thing and Jesus says a cool statement in Latin uh, it's duke in altum right? Throw deeper, right? Go on the other side of the boat and go in deeper water. And they caught so much fish, it says their nets almost tore. Remember the story? And then it says Jesus said to Peter, or Peter saw this miracle, and I love this. It says he fell on his knees and he said, get away from me. I'm a terrible man. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Isn't that great? So he did, you know. I don't know if you read the whole story. He did. He left his job. He left his family. He left everything. These four guys and a whole bunch of others. And for the next three years, they traveled together. They lived with Jesus and each other for three years. And they heard him teach. He said amazing things. Frankly, they said stupid things. They failed him in innumerable ways. He never gave up on them. 
And they followed him all the way up to the point where he died. And then they, they, they fled. Right? And here we have today's gospel. And all these guys know is it all fell apart. Everything they hoped would happen didn't happen. They even flat out said, you may remember just a couple verses before, we thought he was going to be the one to save us. See, they were thinking political saving. Get the Romans out. Jesus had a bigger vision, but they don't know that yet. All they know is in their heads they might have just wasted three years. And then Peter says, and I do love this, right? He said to the others, they were like, what are we going to do? What did he say? Let's go fishing. That's what we know. That's what we know how to do. When, so they go out fishing, and they don't catch a thing. And then there's this guy on the shore, and they don't know who it is, but he says, uh, what? Same thing, children, you got any fish? No. What does he say? Duke and Altum. Go deeper. Throw on the other side. Says so the exact same thing. And the same thing happens. They couldn't even pull the net in. There was so much fish. And then it was John, right? Beautiful John, who pointed to a living guy and said, that's the dead guy. That's him. What an incredible act of faith, huh? That's him. And Peter jumps in the water and swims the last hundred yards because he can't wait to see him. And his excitement was so full and so complete that, what does it say? Imagine this. He grabbed the net and dragged it ashore himself the last ten yards. The reason you had a minimum of four people doing this is because it took four people to move an empty net. But his childlike joy and wonder. And there they are with Jesus. Isn't that cool? For us who hit those low points. Yeah. Who hit those moments where we perceive God or the church have failed us. Or where we perceive we failed God or our families or the church when we hit those moments where absolutely nothing makes sense. People lie so easily and so often. Hey, people manipulate. People do these things, and, and we do them too. But when it hurts us is when we realize it, huh? And it's in those moments where we're at the bottom where I think Jesus wants us to go back to what we know. That's when we'll see him. Go back to what you know. For me, it was when I was 16 years old. And on the positive side, I knew everything. Uh, so I had that going for me. And uh, no, truly, if you ask me who I was at that age, I, I don't know. I don't know what I remember well and what I don't. What I know is I did not feel very lovable. I felt like dirty and angry. I got in trouble a lot. It felt like perpetual. And I remember at one point talking to one of my buddies and say, if I can go 12 hours without getting yelled at, uh, that'd be pretty awesome. But it turns out there's school every day. 
So in the midst of all of this, a guy came to our church and gave a talk. And uh, his name was Danny Luke, and he was an O-lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I do remember a few things. A, brother was large. Yeah, his shadow weighed eight pounds. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember him giving a talk, and I don't remember him as a good speaker in particular. I just remember when he was done that the possibility that I really was loved in that moment became clear to me. Um, if you had asked me before, I'd say, oh, God loves me despite my sins. And I didn't realize, no, that's how humans love. God loves me right now. He doesn't love a future version of me. He doesn't love the possibility. He loves me now. He loves messy, angry, dirty me. And I believed it that day, and I'll never forget it. And there were times, even today, where the memory of that I cling to because my emotions tell me something different. My feelings tell me something different. But I go back to what I know, right? What do I know? God loves me. Even if I don't feel it, I believe it. Because that day, every cell in my body believed it. And it defied reason. We need to go back in our heads when we hit a low point to what do you know? What do you know with every cell in your body? And let Jesus build off of that. When they went back to what they knew, that's when they encountered Christ. That's when they saw the impossible. A dead man was alive. One of the things I think gets lost sometimes in our American culture, and it feels so weird to talk to you about this because you're, you're here, right? I mean, if you're not here, you need to tell me that now. Uh, but I've been at Mass when I was a kid where the priest would get up and talk about, you need to go to church. And I'm sitting there going, bro, you know, I'm here. You know. But I think more important than that, I do think that was funny, what I just said, and I do remember thinking that, the priest just hammering, go to church! We're like, dude, it's 8 a.m. on Sunday, and I'm in your church. You're, you can let it go. Um, but perhaps the more important thing to say is to bring your friends, to tell other people about this. That this encounter with Jesus that the disciples had, it healed a lot of damage. Man, they failed him so deeply and so profoundly that I can't believe they tell us about it. I can't believe the disciples are really clear with us. We messed up everything. But they sure are. How free of that sin must they have been to share it so freely? Are you with me? Does this make sense? Okay. And I say this because this encounter and an encounter with the Holy Spirit is what turned them into the people in our first reading. Where did our first reading go? Where they say to the disciples, what? Stop talking about it or we kill you. And what's their answer? Well, then you got to kill us. We're not going to quit. We need that spirit. We need that spirit that's willing to share with people why this makes us better. Why it heals our wounds. Why we're here.
Because I'm telling you, over and over, I encounter joyfully the fruit of walking someone through unspeakable pain because they didn't even think of God until they hit the bottom of the barrel. And God will meet us there. But why? Why not get it right right away? And if this works for you and me, then we better tell people. And not tell them, I get it, trust me. I remember, you know, as a kid hearing evangelization and thinking, have you accepted Jesus? Yeah, I saw those guys. I wanted nothing to do with them. But no, evangelization is, want to come with me to church? Why don't we get your family and my family? Let's go to Mass together. And to do it with a conscious realization that you and I aren't here because we have it together. We're here because we know we don't. And we know who loves us. And we know who can heal us. I can't say this strongly enough. That this celebration here is an encounter with the risen Jesus. It's a God who says, how much do I love you? Well, here's all of me in the Eucharist. And here's a whole ton of people right with you in the same boat. That if that is our medicine, why wouldn't we share it? Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of people at this low point in their life and they have no weapons in their spiritual arsenal at all. We can help them in love and in joy. Come pray with me. I'm so grateful to our God who meets us at our low points, huh? And I'm so grateful for our, our apostles who didn't hesitate to share how awful they messed it up and how right God got it. And I hope that for you and me, when we hit low points, that we remember our start, that we figure out what do I really know and that we cling to it. And that we cling to what we know and in that, hear the risen Jesus. Tell us where to go, to tell us what to do. And even if it's crazy, throw my nets again. Whatever you want, Lord, I'm in. May Jesus bless us today and all this week to be ready, in the words of St. Peter, to be always ready to give the reason for our hope. What do you know? What do you know with every cell in your body about God? Figure that out this week. And if you say, I'm realizing I know nothing, start there. Start there. Lord, meet me here. He will. And when all is said and done, like these apostles, you'll have this beautiful little stone on your heart, in your heart that you can stand on when the water gets deep. And you'll know where Jesus is. You'll know to do what he says. And you'll know that in that, you will see his glory and have your fill of spiritual food. Amen? Amen. Okay.